What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in the Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. All right, today we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right. Also, keep in mind, if you want to participate in the show and interact, you can go ahead. First of all, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at SportsGrind. You can send me a message or tweet at me. If I don't respond in real time during the show, I'll respond later. Even if sometimes, like today, I responded to somebody. It was like three days ago, but I responded. It was funny. I didn't miss it. Usually on Twitter, it means because I missed it if I didn't respond right away. But also keep in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, you can always uh, log on to Facebook, the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, and I'll respond to those as well in real time. Um, if I don't, I'll respond to those later. And keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows uh, daily, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week. What's up, Mr. Clark? <clears throat> Ready, rock, and roll. All right. Um, quick update announcement. Um, we're getting close on the phone lines and releasing those. Like I said, we've got the number. We'll just have to go through this process. Um, since this isn't your regular uh, home residential phone line, which I don't think anybody has one anymore. I really don't. I think everybody has, you know, usually with their mobile devices, unless you're with a certain service that encourages you to have a landline for whatever reason. Other than that, I think if you are 55 or younger, you don't probably have a landline. Like you'd have to be probably 75 or 80 years old and still have a landline. It's a number, in my opinion. Don't know how many stats or data to back that up, I would just assume. Um, but anyway, so we'll give you an update. We should be rocking and rolling uh, here pretty soon with the phone so you can interact and sound off. <clears throat> but let's see what we got to get to on the docket today. We've got some things to get to, of course. You know, we're still heavy NFL since we're down to the final four uh, in the National Football League. We'll get to that. I think tomorrow, you know, Wednesday, as I've always said, this Wednesday is usually the day that the team shows up. First week of practice because Tuesday's usually players off um, and you start getting the game plan. Well, I think out in Arrowhead up in Kansas, Tomorrow is going to be a very important day when we talk about the ankle of Patrick Mahomes. We'll get uh, some idea what his health is like. Um, you know, what we saw at the end of that Jacksonville game was a guy that was on some adrenaline, probably on something that's similar to some Novocaine, if not that. Uh, but, you know, yesterday and Tuesday is going to be very crucial yesterday and today on how that's really feeling and what he's going to be done at the facilities. The guys in the desert. The sports line betters out there to set the lines. Um, <clears throat> you know, this opened up as a pick them. Then it moved to Kansas. Well, excuse me. It moved to Cincinnati minus one. And now I think it's up to minus one and a half or even up two and a half to some places. It's getting bet up to two and a half. Um, and I will tell you, if I, I could be wrong on this. And I think it's in the, and I might go with both conferences, but I think for sure with the AFC, the last time a road team was favored 
on the road in a conference championship game with a trip on the Super Bowl on the line. I think was the year that Denver Broncos went on the road in the AFC championship game in Pittsburgh in the old Three Rivers Stadium. I believe that's the last time that a team in a conference championship game, especially in the AFC, that was favored on the road. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's something like that. So it's going to be interesting because this this has been pretty much bet up all the way. There's a lot of money from my sources. There's a lot of money coming in on uh, Cincy, especially after they went into Buffalo. And really, this is with the ankle of Patrick Mahomes because, like I said, if Patrick Mahomes was going to be 100% healthy, which he's not, even with Cincinnati upsetting and beating Buffalo on the road, Kansas City would probably be, like I told you, they would probably be about a three, I would say anyway from a three to four point favorite. Probably maybe three and a half with the hook. Because you have to take in factors that, hey, there's something to being 0-3 to this team, speaking of Patrick, Andy Reid, the whole crew. But it's going to be very interesting on when Patrick shows up tomorrow um, to the facilities on how he's doing. Um, also, speaking of NFL, uh, we've got in the other conference ship, ship game, we've got a, a rest that we've got to get to here uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they've had one of their starter defensive players arrested. We'll, we'll get to that and what effect does that have as they get ready to prepare, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles to take their show on the road, uh, to the link. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about that. Also, other NFL news, of course, the Cowboys, the Cowboys continue, uh, to stay in the news like usual, but this is definitely going to be something I think that lingers on until we get to conference, conference championship game and as news develops. Uh, but supposedly Jerry Jones canceled his weekly interview on the fan up there in Dallas. Okay. Um, <clears throat> look, there's different, there's a lot of factors that could go into this. Um, I think personally, you know, you know, which, you know, there's some people that would kill him for just saying, Hey, man, why are you running? Why don't you want to, why don't you want to take the heat? Why don't you want to answer these questions? Cause truth, truth be told. Jerry Jones has never ran away from a camera interview. But if you look at the situation, the way I, you know, it's something that I live by too, which is smart. You know, you never want to, you know, in a loss like that, and we all know Jerry wears these losses on his, on his shoulder. He's not getting any younger. You probably want to decompress and pretty much take a step back before you go. Cause everything he says on this weekly interview it goes viral. Other networks pick it up, soundbite. So pretty much as, you know, he's been doing this for years, but it's probably one of those that he wants to take a step back so he doesn't say anything that he regrets. And number two, there's probably some immediate decisions that need to be made quickly uh, in regards to that. He can't take his time and probably doesn't really know how to answer him because he knows the questions that's going to be asked. And that's where if there's going to be any changes or anything on this coaching staff. You know, that's probably another reason why he was willing to go ahead and punt on his weekly schedule interview um, today. What do you got? Well, just that after the game the other night, too. I mean, oh. he spoke with the media outside the locker room. That's when he called the loss sickening. He said that there, he doesn't have a decision yet on, uh, or on whether he sold on McCarthy or not. So you kind of get the sense that he's already said what he will say. 
Um, it's not like he's even necessarily running. It's like, I just, I just gave you guys sound bites on Sunday. Why do I have to come back and give it to you guys again two days later? No. Jerry has, Jerry has done post game talks outside where you see that, always see that shot of camera people around him after the game. He's talked before the game and his ass has still showed up on a Tuesday on that radio interview. I ain't giving Jerry that one. This is something that there's some serious discussions that need to go on and because they got to happen quickly. See, the deal is the deeper you go into the playoffs, if you've got anything that's shady, because most teams that go deep in the playoffs is a divisional round or a conference championship. I would say 80% to 90%, I'd even go 90% of the time, you're not going to be in a market for a coach. So if there's a decision that's getting made, you're already behind the eight ball, especially this year. It seems like to me, that there's more interviews going on this year. And I'm talking about when you get to the level of the first round of interviews to the second round of interviews. There's a lot of interviews that are going on. Usually by this time, especially with the firings that we've had and the, the even early on, a few coaches that were let go during the season and some of those that were let go on quote unquote Black Monday. Usually by this time, there's been a, there's been a hire announced through somebody. Somebody's got their man. It seems like everybody's doing their due diligence and taking it slow. So with that said, if there's any question about whether you want to change with McCarthy, and maybe it's not McCarthy, maybe because to me personally, it's going to be coordinator. I mean, Dan Quinn is set to interview today with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Kellen Moore's interviewing with the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I, I would put my money on that it's more likely Dan Quinn's going to get a job for sure before Kellen Moore gets it. But you already, but with that said, you've got to go ahead and prepare for the fact that you are either one talking to Steven, like, uh, do we want to make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league to keep him? And maybe promise him if this doesn't work out this year, maybe you're the coach in waiting. Jerry's done that deal before. Or it's a situation of who are we going to replace? Who's out there as a defensive coordinator? Considering Dan Quinn, if he takes the Carolina job, if he takes the Arizona job, the Denver job, please, no. Somebody get him for in. We care about the connection with the Russ. Oh, he was with Russell Seattle today. I don't care about that, man. Okay. I, I just don't believe Dan Quinn, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see. But I think those are the decisions, those more of the factors of him pretty much already, hey, I'm giving y'all what y'all wanted, you know, Sunday after the game. Now, this is more about, I don't want to say anything that I'm not sure about. And I, and even if I take 20 minutes that I usually do or however long this weekly interview lasts, that's 20 minutes less that I could be on the phone to talking to Steven, who we got to talk to or what's the deal. Okay, Kellen Moore, what do you want to do? I mean, whether Kellen gets a job or not, I do believe that is a discussion that needs to be taking place when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and Kellen Moore. I mean, there's a good chance that this has ran its course with this particular offense, the way it's structured and the personnel that they have with Kellen Moore. We already know it's already well documented that his lack of adjustments at halftime or going forward is a problem. It's a serious problem. Okay, now. That's one factor of this. Number two, we're hearing news coming out that Zeke has already said that he's willing to take a pay cut. And if I'm Zeke's agent, I'm pissed off. And even if I'm part of the NFL PA, I'm pissed off. Like that to me, that shows a guy that is really not in tune really with the business and how to handle. 
like you don't even if you're willing to do that and you want to stay that bad or you know it's just like oh man i love the dallas cowboy i want that star or you got a bunch of charities and stuff that you you live in the dallas area you don't want to uproot that i don't care what it is you do not let a team publicly know i don't care if they're trying to push you out i don't care if everybody thinks pollard is is the guy if you're zeke elliott you still got value in regards to fan base Jersey sales and then also Zeke and you're in this contract that Jerry agreed to give to you a couple years ago. Why do you want to voluntarily go out there and tell the public? You can tell your agent. You can let them know like, hey, man, when it comes down to it, let the Cowboys know I want to take less money. You don't want to say that publicly. I'd rip his ass if I represented them. I'm like, hey, man, what, what's what's the deal? Like, What are you doing? I mean, you know, we didn't have to fight that hard to get you paid a few years ago. But why are you just voluntarily saying you'll take less money? And especially if I'm his peers like a, a, a Barkley, you know, Jacobs. Those guys, I mean, I'm sitting there like, yo, man, what are you doing? That's my opinion on that. Also, before we leave the Dallas, scene, let me tell you, because this I, I meant to touch on this yesterday. And it seems like it's gotten more viral and went crazy. Um. Look, Cowboy fans, and I'm not going to say it's just Cowboy fans because there's some fans out there, too. But I think with Cowboys and, you know, the whole everybody in the media that trolls them and they haven't won anything. They haven't been to a conference championship game in 30 years. They haven't done this. To see people actually, you know, and you kind of wondered, even I was when I was like, you know, how much is this a stage? But to see people actually throwing their TVs. Shooting their TVs, a guy taking a flat screen, taking it out in the garage and run over it with the F-150 truck. It's not that serious, man. And look, this is the deal. To me, it's ridiculous. And my thing is like, if you, you can bleed whatever you want to, you can support your team or you want to. I personally know guys that could have five figures to six figures on a game and lose bad beat Scott Van Pelt, buzzer booty. Oh, the guy fouled in college. Why did you foul? The game's over. You just took the total over. You just said, I've known guys that can lose that that doesn't go through those extremes of punching a TV, shooting a TV. Now, I understand we're in the world right now where everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to get a million views. Everybody wants to do this. But it ain't that serious, man. Like, you know, uh, you know, AC was telling me that she made a comment. Earlier, oh, man, I feel so sorry for Dak. Everybody thinks I defend him to the nauseum. What is the feel sorry for Dak for? First of all, when you go, there's nothing too much you can go in life that you can go through that you can't deal with when you lose your mother to cancer at an early age. That's number one. I've been through that. Number two, Zach could, I mean, Dak could have thrown four INTs that game. He could have had that pick six. And Dak is making about $40 million a year coming from Mississippi State. A guy that had more bad write-ups about him in scouting than positive. What is it to feel sorry for him about? Yeah, he sees all this. In the social media area, you can't run from it. But why are you going to feel sorry for it? And I've heard the situation. I, you know, I was over here some guys talking to Jim early like, oh, well, Dak's mentally weak. I didn't say anything, but I'm like, he's not mentally weak. You don't go through what you've gone through. And not only that, I'm sorry, I forgot. I think his brother, if I'm not mistaken, committed suicide. I mean, sitting there and coming up short or everybody in the world thinks it's your fault. The reason why Dallas is not, oh, you can't get over the hump. You can't get over the hump. Dak can deal with it. He is mentally tough considering what he's gone through. 
But to sit there and feel sorry for him? No, I don't, man. Dak's making $40 million a year. We got an economic crisis in this country for the most part. We got a politics system that's broken on both sides. We've got duck, duck, go goose. He's got illegal documents at his house. That's what our government's doing. Why, why unemployment, homelessness, all that is on the rise. And we sitting there and you sitting there throwing a TV or shooting a TV or what? Cause your Cowboys lost. Cause you got to pay a $50 bet. I question what you really got going in your life. If that's that crazy. Now I will tell you this. Like I've always said, I've been watching football a long time. I have bled blue and orange since 1983. Since the guy went out from Stanford and I used to go through school, I had my clicks, everybody would make fun, your team lose. There was even when I got about like 19, 18, I would get when I got in the workforce, there would be some Sundays like when Denver would lose. Man, yeah, I would be upset. I probably wouldn't talk for a day or two like, man, now as I got older, especially getting in this business, you kind of lose. It's not that I don't care, but it's like it's not that serious. It kind of dumb. But I'm never even before this, I got in this industry, I've never got to the extreme where I want to break something that I want to do something violent because the team lost. You need to check your priorities and you need to check your life. If it's that serious, like I said, I know dudes that lose five, six figure money on games and they don't act crazy like that. Come on, Dallas fan, and other sport, it ain't that serious, man. That's ridiculous. That's a damn shame. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to order for same-day delivery or if you want to just check on any new seasonal products, browse to the website. Make sure you go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Who's home now, by the way? 
I mean, trust me, as much as they still get covered, you, you didn't miss that. Uh, but yeah, man, that just, I meant to get that off my chest yesterday to see that just the video and to think that, you know, we live in a society where people think that's hilarious. It's, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. Maybe it's just whatever, but I just feel like it's not that serious. Um, but also, um, but tomorrow, man, I'm telling you, we'll, like I said, tomorrow's Wednesday. We'll see, you know, Thursday, Friday, foundation picks. I, this whole, the, 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 you know, the handicap this game. Speaking of Kansas City and the Bengals, because everybody in their mom, like I just got a direct message here. Um, you know, my man, Mark Palmer, he just tells like Bengals, you know, over Kansas City. And I replied to him, I was like, yeah, everybody and their mama is jumping on Cincinnati. This is very intriguing because this really just comes down to how much can Patrick tolerate with that ankle. I, and I'm, I'm talking on the betting side of things. I mean, because – you, I mean, you're probably not going to see this again. Um, is I mean, this is what their fourth like conference championship game. You're never going to probably see them in a regular season game or especially in a playoff game be a dog at home. And this has everything, which is a which is a big deal. I'm not trying to downplay it, but it has everything to do with this ankle situation, you know, that's going on with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but that's going to be a big story in Kansas. I'll tell you one thing. Bill Self is happy that uh, – not happy, but he's taking some def- – deflect some direction toward his way with Patrick Mahomes' ankle because Kansas is on a three-game losing streak. They lost up in Waco last night to Baylor. They dropped three in a row. You know, college is you know college is one of those things especially you know we talk transfer portal transfer portal with the football but it affects the uh you know basketball too i'm not saying this is the deal with kansas but it's hard it's going to become harder some of these traditional schools that we're used to always being good especially kansas we're used to them running the big 12 this transfer portal stuff and how competitive it's getting in the recruiting side of basketball is playing a factor as well too told you that we had a monster game last night in the mountain west um, between Nevada hosting New Mexico. Okay. New Mexico blew an opportunity to get their first win. I don't even think they've ever won in Nevada before. Uh, but they lost in double overtime, 97 and 94. Turnovers really killed them in the overtimes. I thought that they controlled that game for the most part and they lost. You know, the Mountain West, you know, my man over there, I think Steve Altman, I forgot my man's name. Uh, but I think that's it. Steve, that coaches Nevada. He used to be UCLA a long time ago. And then you got Patino's son over there in New Mexico, who was then at Minnesota. To me, first of all, Patino, I'm not a big fan of his. I, I think he has jobs off his daddy's name. And, I, and you know, the Mountain West, in my opinion, you know, you wonder if those are the places where coaches go, whether they've got to be rehabbed or they get an opportunity to go to a bigger Power 5 conference. Uh, but the Mountain West is pretty, you know, you got Colorado State over there. You, you've got that. But I thought last night, cause if I'm not mistaken, I don't think New Mexico has ever won in Nevada. You know, they're the 25th ranked team in the AP polls, but they blew an opportunity last night to steal one in Nevada. Like I said, they lost double overtime, but I kind of forgot, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, damn, that is where, uh, old Rick's son teams over there. But I'm not really a big fan with his. I, I mean, I don't know what he really did when his time as a golfer in Minnesota. But it's one of those we'll see how it plays out. But Kansas is, you know, three losses in a row, three losses in a row. So we'll see uh, because, you know, Kansas is, I mean, it's the Chiefs. I mean, it's Jayhawk. I mean, Kansas is probably 
even more basketball town than even with the Chiefs. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has changed that a lot with Andy Reid. But that's big news out there. What do you got? Just I caught a report earlier this morning that that's the fourth time since 2003 mm-hmm. that Kansas has had a, a three-game losing streak under self. Four, four times, times since 2003. And we're in 2023. Well, um, and I know Kansas City Rob messed me. He said that he's never lost four in a row. I think that's what Rob just, yeah. He said he's never been on a four-game losing streak. Rob's talking about, you know, the lack of productivity from the bench and things like that. Um, I, I got a chance to see some of that game last night, but I'll start paying attention to more to them to see kind of how it, you know, how it plays out. Um, UConn, you know, they started off real hot too and they hit a little stride. I mean, as I haven't checked the standings, but it was last week, I think they found themselves, they were sitting at third in the Big Ten and they started off like a bat out of hell. You know, that's Bobby Hurley's brother down there as well too at UConn. Um, also, what else we got going on here in the sports world? Um, college basketball. Oh, NBA. Yeah, the pros, the one to actually get paid. That continues to roll on. The San Antonio Spurs last night. Let me make sure I got this right because I wanted to put that out there as well, too, because I didn't really pay too much attention to this game, except I did for the third quarter. <clears throat> Excuse me. They got the doors blown off of them. They were doing pretty good up until then, but they gave up last night. Yeah, I had that right. 147 points to Portland. That's almost, that's three, that's a three pointer shot of a buck 50. Two 40 point quarters <clears throat> in that all, too. Look, everybody in this region in the 210 knows kind of what the assignment, the mission impossible, the assignment that we received. Okay. Who was, who was the, who was Tom Cruise's guy that sends him the missions impossible, like sends him? That I forgot my guy's name. But anyway, we know what the mission was when the season started. The Wimbamba, the lottery. I mean, everybody's wanting Wimbamba. Hell, I'd be content with them just landing in that top three, top two. Okay. I've been preaching this and I'm going to continue to preach this. There's ways you go about doing this, though. When you're the five-time champion and as long as you got what most people consider one of the goats on the sideline, that's unacceptable. That really is. I don't care if nobody on the team starting can buy liquor yet, if that's how young, if we're going to go to the young card. That's just a lack of effort, and that's 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 unacceptable. 147? No, man. No. No, no. Well, just look, look at the NBA yesterday, though. The Bucks beat down the Pistons 150 to 130. Okay. You got the Magic over the Celtics 113.98. Rockets put up 119 over the Timberwolves. The Jazz put up 120 on the Hornets. This is a new NBA, Cal. No, Nobody plays that. defense. I'm not going. I look, I know we go through some high scoring stuff or whatever. And let me tell you, you said how much they gave up in a quarter? The Spurs, they gave up how much? Uh, 40 in the first and 45 in the okay, third. Okay. So those other games you rattle out, go see if we've got how many, did any of those teams that lost gave a back-to-back 40-point quarters. Well, you I mean, had in the Pistons game, for example, you had the, the Bucks nearly dropped 50. Dropped 49 and right out the gate uh, first quarter. And then 34, 32, 35. And then the Bucks <clears throat> almost returned the Pistons 40 in the fourth. And when we look at these coaches, first of all, Portland struggles on the defensive end as well. They don't have a big man to protect the Rams. So they're not as good defensive team as well, too. But these other teams you talk about, I don't care about. Yes, they I, look. I'm not talking about 
there is no 90 to 85 games, 85 to 80. But when you, we're Rarely, talking about, yeah. but we're talking about a five time championship level organization with a that's coach. Not the that's NBA a, no, anymore, no, you got, you can't you, no, hold them to that. No, anymore. no, I can hold them to an accountability and identity. I'm not saying they got to be the top, but that's effort, man. And, and honestly, that you can name, yes, you're going to give a game to where you give up some points like that. The Spurs defense problem has been a problem for the last four or five years. It's been a problem. You can't sit there for 20-some years, and I understand the game changes, and also it's a product of who's lead. Because all I hear about is how Pop bitches constantly. He just did two weeks ago about the three-point. Like, oh, why don't they come up with a four-point play or a five-point play? The bottom line is you got to lay your hat on something. The def- At the beginning of the season, the defense, I came and said, hey, you know, the first few weeks, I see guys are making efforts to play defense. It doesn't matter whether it's, well, that's the NBA or this is where it is. Because I guarantee you, the playoff teams, when you get in the playoffs, just like we saw last year, there will be defense played. Golden State played defense to win that title last year. They didn't outscore everybody. Boston, when they need to, they play defense. So, yes, in the course of 82 where guys take nights off, low management, but this has been a problem with the silver and black for a while. I'm not giving them an excuse. And as long as they got that guy on the sideline down here, I'm not giving them an excuse just because, oh, that's what the NBA is just doing. No, man, it's just like, what are you laying your hat on? Because you can't really outscore anybody either. So, again, I understand the masses of us do not want to collect wins this season. I get it. This isn't about a rant about, oh, they're losing their tail. It's just about like, man, is that the effort that we really give it? Where you can't, and with a young team, you can't say tired. You can't say, well, you know, they, and I'm not saying this was coming off of back to back. You can't do, this is one of the youngest teams in the league. They should have energy. You don't drop 126 if you're tired, Cal. Well, no, I'm not giving an excuse, but I'm just right. saying that would be an excuse to be like, well, you know what? They're tired. If they came in, no, not that, that doesn't go with this team as well, too. That's unacceptable, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And at the end of the day, there's certain teams that are going to have identity if you're going to build on something. The one thing Golden State has an identity on, we know that they can score. We know that they'll keep guys. They, you know, the core has stayed the same. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry. And they'll fill other guys. But those guys they fill in, they can shoot. They can shoot from the outside and they can score. That's their identity. And then they can be focused down on defense where they need to be. I mean, I'm just telling you in general about basically laying your hat on something, and eventually you've got to make some effort to play defense. 108 to a 10 game, 115, that's one thing. Getting almost 150, that's too much. That's equivalent to even when the game was back where you say you can't change the game. That's equivalent back then of giving up 110, 110 points. I'm giving inflation. That's the, that's the equivalent of giving up that much back then, even if you want to say 147, 150, we ain't there yet. We're not there yet. You can't say that's where the game is, but we just saw Jason Kidd come rip his team a new one last week talking about defense. We can't say that's where the game, that's just where we're at, when basically the one guy that will not sniff a finals or NBA uh, championship until he plays defense or his team won't get better until Luka plays defense. So defense still matters. Running backs are making minimum wage in football, but at this time of year, they matter. That's why Josh Allen's ass is sitting home. That's why Diggs is sitting there to, oh, they want me to be okay with losing. That's why Diggs' ass was getting out of there like a bat out of hell until somebody had to come and say, hey, Diggs, come back in here because they can't run the ball. But we know you got you to gotta run him back and down and say, hey, man, I'll, st- uh, I'll take less money to stay here. I just want to hang out with Dak. You know, we take trips to Mexico every once in a while and we buy toys together. But running backs still matter, though. 
even though they get, they, they're getting treated like dime a dozen, they get paid minimum wage. Nah, man, that was embarrassing last night. That was a, that was a cone drill. That's a layup. And I promise you this, it probably ain't going to be the last time this season that they let a team come in on the road or at home and, and drop 140 to 150 on them. It's already happened a couple times. Exactly. It's ridiculous. If it's changed so much, Jason Kidd ain't having that press conference next week. He just sat up there and told you, you can have Kobe, you can have LeBron, Jordan, or whatever. And if you can't make stops, you just, if it, you just cannot outscore anybody at this level in the NBA. And their best player, their team has made no improvement. He is in the MVP conversation. He is a generation, he's a generational player. He will have a statue right next to Dirk when he's done out at the American Airlines Arena. That guy does not make an effort to play defense. His coach who made what? I don't know. Five, seven, eight, all team, first team defenses. It means something to him. It ain't just the era. That's a, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. That's like, Hey, mom, well, they did it at school. Did you skip? Well, they said they were going to go. Was like, no, man, stop it. Stop it. Also, keeping it moving back to the NFL ways. Some of the other off the field news before we start getting into these games. I had some questions regarding to Dallas. Um, the New England Patriots. <clears throat> okay. They've brought back Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator. He's been there before. You know, he was a coach at Penn State. He's been an offensive coordinator with Tom Brady back in the day. Then he took the job at Penn State after all that controversy, after Joe Pa and everything else. It's in Dusky. He came in some tough situations. He left out of Penn State. Then he took the job at the Texans. Ran there for a few times, got the Texans to the couple of playoffs. I always said he was fired for his GM decisions more than he was the coaching because he made, he got the Texans to the playoffs. And then he went to the uh, uh, rehabilitation program in Tuscaloosa in Alabama that Nick Saban has. And he, now he's going back home to New England as a coordinator. A couple things that raise my, that, that come to my mind with this. Number one, um, sticking with the NFL situation in New England, is that um, I'm, I'm glad for Mac Jones because Bill Belichick, which I think he's the GOAT. Bill, and, and, and now that I'm thinking of this, this had to maybe do something with financial. This had to do something with craft or something, maybe not wanting to pay this amount or whatever. That's my opinion. There's nothing out there to say that. But this whole experiment that we're not going to name a coordinator, we're not going to go out and hire a legit coordinator, that might have something to do with it. But whatever reason, I'm happy for Mac Jones because it hurt him this season. It hurt him. You know, Matt had got some momentum his rookie year, I mean, his first year starting after they got Cam out the way. Of course, that was Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels takes a job at the Raiders. And then all of a sudden you have, well, we ain't going to need a name of coordinator. We don't need a name of coordinator. It cost them. So I'm happy for Mac Jones. That's number one that came to mind. Number two, once again, once again, Nick Saban is going to have to be searching for a new coordinator. See, when we talk about the dynasty being over in Alabama and they're done and we're doing this, this is a organization, I should say a program, because college we call them program and university. This is a program that has changed coordinators. They had stability at defensive coordinator for over a decade with Kirby Smart. And then they switched maybe two. But on the offensive side, they have changed coordinators more than some men change underwear during the week. Some men only have two pieces of underwear that they rotate during the week, believe it or not. I've never been one of those. I mean, I'm not saying I got new draws on every damn day. You know, some days in the summer, sometimes it's time to go free. But most men will rotate two pair of draws during the week. That's it. Three tops. 
Alabama has switched out coordinators like this, but does anybody talk about it? No, like, hey, man, you know, it's catching up with Alabama. They don't get all the players. Go look at Davo's ass, man. He's he's playing big bank, take little bank. He sat back with a box of popcorn and said, man, what's that coordinator's name at TCU? They got Go get him. Tell him we, we want to come to big ball. They jacked TCU for a coordinator because he panicked because his ass has missed the playoffs two years in a row. Go look up at College Station to you Aggie alumni. I thought Jimbo was the quarterback whisper. Jimbo was the one with the uh, play sheet, the menu in front of him. But he just got forced like, nah, man, you're going to take this coordinator. You're going to take Bobby P. Come on. Just that's the two things that pop. Like, hey, here we go down to Tuscaloosa. Nobody talks about that. Got to change another coordinator out. But see, when you build something strong, and you're the engine that makes it go, and you're the head of the snake, you can go through changes, and you can change people in and out, and the show still rolls in. I know a little bit about that. So a fisherman can always recognize a fisherman for a fall. That's all I'm saying for Alabama. That's all I'm saying. While I wait for my prime time shirt to come in, Coach Prime. I had a question about that, by the way, that I started thinking this weekend, but go ahead. What you got? So really quick on it. So... uh Next in next up for the 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 Nick Saban rehab program, coaching rehab program, does Cliff Kingsbury find his way into that? He's obviously he he bought you know, reportedly bought a one way ticket to Thailand. I'm gonna say he's out in Thailand, they so we don't we don't know when he's gonna come back. But obviously, you have to start somewhere when you do come back, right? To coaching, if he comes back, is he a candidate? Do you think for uh, for the Bama OC job maybe in a year or even later on this summer it becomes announced. Well, you are correct because the last time I heard he did buy a one-way ticket to Thailand, but I think it was two tickets because the day after that broke, there was a picture of somebody that was with him coming out of pool in a Thailand. I said, hey, you know, Cliff's over there. Clifton brought him one of them things over there with Thailand. No one, it's a one-way ticket. He ain't heard back. Um, Oh, Cliff. Well, let me marinate on that. That's a good question, but I'll, I'll marinate a little bit on that. But, yes, I did hear he did buy a one-way ticket uh, to Thailand. Uh, when we get back, we got to talk about a little bit about this 49ers situation uh, in regards to they've got a player that's a, a key player that's been arrested on domestic charges. We'll look to see if we can get the details of that. We've got some other things to get to. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.